Hello, everyone, and welcome to the July 12th edition of WarCop Academy Weekly News. I'm Renee Foles with Floyd, Scarin, and Kelly. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get started with our litigation report. The California Supreme Court has agreed to review a case that allowed a loss of consortium claim in a civil case brought under the power press exception to the exclusive remedy provisions. The case is the Second District Court of Appeal published opinion in LaField Manufacturing Company versus the Superior Court of Los Angeles County. The worker, O'Neill Watrous, was injured while operating a thin five-foot swagging machine, which is deemed to be a power press as defined by the Labor Code. Labor Code Section 4558 provides an exception to the workers' compensation exclusive remedy rule for employees injured when the employer knowingly removed or failed to install a point-of-operation guard on a power press. He and his wife sued the employer for a violation of Labor Code Section 4558, negligence, products liability, and loss of consortium. Watrous alleged his employer removed or knowing and intentionally failed to install a point of operation guard. His spouse sought damages for loss of consortium. The key issue on appeal in this case involves the loss of consortium claim. The employer argued that the workers' compensation system does not contemplate the right of his spouse to file such a claim and that to allow her to pursue a loss of consortium claim will cause further expansion to the statutory exception. The Court of Appeal disagreed in the published decision and allowed the loss of consortium claim in the civil action to proceed. The Supreme Court granted the petition for review of this case on June 22nd. It will be well into next year by the time there is a final decision. Several controversial appellate cases are now nearing a conclusion. Last month, the 5th District Court of Appeal rejected the petition of the State Compensation Insurance Fund to overturn the N-Bank decision in the Almarez case. The fund has now filed their petition for a hearing before the California Supreme Court. The Supreme Court, however, declined to hear the companion 6th District Court of Appeal Guzman decision last November. Some see the Supreme Court's lack of interest in Guzman as a bad omen for Almarez. Meanwhile, the Wanda Ogavie versus City and County of San Francisco case <clears throat> has been in the First District Court of Appeal since October 2009. Noted industry organizations have appeared in the case as amicus. The views of the employer have been supported by the California Workers' Compensation Institute, the American Insurance Association, the California Chamber of Commerce, Employers Direct Insurance, and Pacific Compensation Insurance Companies. The injured worker has the support of the California Applicants Attorneys Association. Oral argument was set for April 2011. However, Peter Scherer, one of the attorneys who represented the employer, resigned and accepted employment with Olga V's attorney, Joseph Waxman. A new deputy city attorney, Danny Chow, was appointed in his place. This caused oral argument to be rescheduled for June 22nd. The record now reflects that the case is submitted for decision. It is likely that the decision will be made sometime in the next few months. And now our fraud report. Robert Yanez of Riverside, a veteran LAPD officer, pleaded no contest to workers' compensation fraud and paid the city of Los Angeles $6,234 in restitution. He has been with the LAPD since 1999 and was assigned to the Wilshire Division at the time of his workers' compensation claim. 
He had a work-related injury in 2008. He was then told to return to work the day after the injury by his physician. Instead, prosecutors said Yanez began seeing a series of doctors moving from one to the other after each sent him back to work. An investigation revealed that he ended up submitting forged or altered doctor's notes that allowed him to remain on disability. Yanez entered the plea to a misdemeanor count before Judge David Horwitz. He was sentenced to two years probation and ordered to complete 100 hours of community service. As part of the plea, he agreed to pay the full restitution amount at the time of his sentence, and prosecutors dismissed the remaining five counts of insurance fraud. <clears throat> A former civilian employee with the Department of the Navy was sentenced in Sacramento for stealing more than $300,000 in workers' comp benefits. Michael Howell of Vacaville was sentenced by U.S. District Judge Kimberly Mueller to 18 months in prison, <clears throat> three years of suspended release, and over $300,000 in restitution for making a false statement to obtain federal workers' comp benefits. According to court documents, Howell defrauded the Department of the Navy by falsely denying that he had outside employment and income. While collecting benefits, Howell performed work that was inconsistent with his claimed disabilities. Jose Cruz, a resident of Salinas, pled guilty to making a false or fraudulent statement for the purpose of obtaining workers' comp benefits. Cruz will be sentenced by Judge Russell Scott at the end of August. Cruz was found installing a concrete driveway in Pacific Grove last November. Cruz did not have a contractor's license and did not have workers' comp insurance for his employees who were also on site. During further investigation, it was discovered that Cruz was receiving temporary disability payments while he was working as an unlicensed contractor. Cruz had claimed he injured his back in January 2010 while working as a chef for the Hyatt Regency Hotel in Monterey. Cruz continued to receive his temporary disability payments on the basis that he could not work. Cruz did not report he worked as a contractor or that he had received any other income. He faces a maximum penalty of five years in prison and a fine of up to $150,000 or double the amount of the fraud. Additionally, California law provides that restitution shall be ordered. This year, nearly $2 million in grants are expected to be awarded to district attorneys across the state to assist them with the investigation and prosecution of workers' comp fraud. The grant funding is the result of assessments on California employers that are determined annually by the Fraud Assessment Commission. Counties submit grant applications to the department and a workers' compensation grant review panel, then reviews and makes grant funding recommendations based on multiple criteria including previous year performance. The panel then forwards a recommendation to the insurance commissioner who either accepts or amends the panel's recommendation. Once completed, the commissioner's recommendation is submitted back to the commission for their advice and consent. The counties with the highest awards this year are Los Angeles at $5,700,000, followed by San Diego at nearly $5,000,000, Orange County at $3,500,000, Santa Clara and San Bernardino counties at nearly $2 million each. The grants are subject to approval in the final state budget. And in regulatory news, a leading Republican in the California state legislature said 
he will push for an overhaul of a state labor law that makes the Golden State a magnet for workers' compensation claims by injured former professional football players. Kurt Hagman, the ranking Republican member on the Assembly Committee on Insurance, said it is outrageous that the state's workers' compensation framework allows retired professional athletes with no significant nexus to California to file claims for long-term injuries in the state. Analysts say hundreds of these out-of-state claims are pending. Hagman says that retired professional athletes who never played for a California-based team should not be afforded a remedy for claims of cumulative trauma under California's injured worker statutes. Hagman's disdain for this provision is shared by University of California-based social insurance analyst Frank Newhauser, an expert on workers' compensation, disability measurement, and occupational safety. And in other news, the Los Angeles County Probation Department has seen a spike in workers' compensation claims in recent years, and officials are trying to determine whether it's due to fraud, an increase in workplace hazards, or other causes. The department saw an increase in claims of 21% over three years. At the same time, the county's other largest departments have seen changes by a much smaller margin. Probation Department claim costs are now $24 million out of an overall budget of $685 million. Probation Chief Donald Blevins acknowledged those numbers are relatively high and he is investigating to see exactly what happened. 17% of recent claims involved workers who said they got hurt after falling on the floor of the department facilities and in parking lots. Another 15% were blamed on injuries from pushing and pulling objects. The county chief executive officer could not account for the uptick in claims since many of the injuries appeared avoidable. Risk management staff have walked these sites and have not found any obvious reasons for the significant increase in falls. The president of the Los Angeles County Probation Officers Union dismissed any implication that many of the claims were not legitimate. The probation department is also seeing a sharp increase in the number of employees going on the more costly long-term leave. Almost 27% of the 1,260 probation department workers assigned to juvenile halls are off work because of work-related injuries or illnesses. While claims were rising in the probation department, they remained relatively stable countywide. That's all our news and events for this week. Please check our website daily for news updates, past editions of our news, and much, much more. And remember, you can subscribe to our weekly news podcasts and special reports using your iPhone, iPad, or iPod by searching for WorkComp Academy in the iTunes Store. Again, I'm Renee Foles with Floyd, Scarrett, and Kelly. Thanks for joining us today, and please drop by again next week for more news.